0: now it's time for our regular sports show Game of Two Halves every Monday at 5.15pm where we host the sports podcasters from the Straits Times. I'm Rachel Kelly and with me today are ST sports correspondent sazali Abdulaziz and sports reporter Nicole Chia. Hi guys. Hi Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Both keeping well? Yeah, very yeah, good. Really exi-
1: exciting time for sports.
0: It is, and we've got a lot to talk about today. And let's start off with phase two post circuit breaker. As everyone knows, we moved into phase two last Friday, and this means sports p- facilities are also reopened after more than two months. Sazali and Nicole, I understand you both went out to visit sports venues on the first day. What was it like? Were there crowds? Yeah, so people were out
2: from as early as 7 a.m., you know, right? Both public and private facilities. I think it was a cool morning and the weather was very pleasant, so that probably helped as well. I didn't see very big crowds because a lot of venues were controlling the number of people coming in and there are also safe distancing measures in place. So that limits the number of people that a venue can contain, but generally I did see a lot more people in active wear during my commute and as I was walking out. So I think a lot of people were just happy to be out exercising again. Mm, what about the stadiums? Yeah, you guys, I, exactly? I
1: visited a couple of stadiums, uh, and at the Gombak Stadium, you know, there were forty-six people waiting when the gates opened at uh, seven a.m. So again, like like what Nicole said, that there weren't exactly crowds, but there were there was a healthy uh, number of people uh, out and about. So I understand this was the scene at a, a few other stadiums as well around Singapore. So yeah, people were just happy to be out and about.
0: And what kind of precautions or safety measures did you see some of the facilities have in place?
2: Okay. So you have your usual like temperature checks, safe distancing, um, like health and travel declarations and safe entry check in. These are measures at almost all venues now, right? Not just sports. But at some of the gyms, you know, safe distancing applies to both gym users and the machines. So like at the TFX gym at Funan, for example, mm-hmm. the machines are spaced two meters apart and the studio floors are marked with tape to indicate the space that's allocated to each person that's joining a fitness class and the gym goers are also assigned alternate lockers to allow for physical distancing as well and you know safra has six clubs and all their clubs have gyms and at all their gyms the mg1 gyms they have this self-disinfecting coating applied to the equipment and surfaces and the one at Congo has shields installed between the cardio machines mm-hmm. so things like the treadmills and stationary bikes you know this is to like minimize the dispersion of respiratory droplets when you're doing like high-intensity workouts.
0: How was the reopening of sports facilities received by the public? I mean, these safety measures, I guess, go to some extent to help alleviate concerns. But overall, what kind of sentiment was there from the public
2: in terms of reopening of facilities? I think for the most part, most of them are very happy and excited, and you can see that by how quickly the bookings were snapped up. You know, so the, some of the golf clubs, for example, the flights were full for the first weekend of phase two.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of
2: the the people I spoke to said she she started booking a session with her personal trainer right after the date of phase two was announced, right. and the day before phase two, when you know bookings for the public pools, gyms, and and sports halls opened at seven a.m., about eight thousand slots were booked within. Ten hours and you know users of these sports facilities are not just ordinary Singaporeans like us it's also the national athletes who Mm. train at these venues and they are also very happy to be training on the track again running on the track you know have access to proper weights for the strength sessions and just back on the court for the field practicing their craft again
1: yeah i i think anyone we spoke to or, or met or came across um found any of these safety protocols or measures a hassle at all uh you know, we've had, you know, circuit breaker for the better part of two months and, and they've had to do the same things when they visit supermarkets or malls, etc. So it's really a part of life now, almost. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure sure they know that, that, you know, these these guidelines are in place to, to keep them safe. So I don't think anybody is irritated at all.
0: But were there any concerns about uh, going back to the gym or pools or stadiums?
2: Yeah, some of them did, which is understandable. But, you know, people are also confident of the measures that, these venues had in place and the precautions that they are taking so for example we we ran a story last week about what golf clubs are doing and they have some pretty detailed guidelines and restrictions you know things like restricted use of buggies and sex mm. like sticks having to remain in the whole locker room Locker rooms you know closed for some of them but one of the golfers we spoke to said that none of these restrictions are worth complaining about because they are required for the golf courses to run and that he's just happy to be able to play golf again and even if they're asked to follow some crazy rule he's happy to follow it so you know people know that these measures are for the safety of everyone and they are happy to cooperate so that they can continue engaging in the exercises that they enjoy
0: that said though for those who own or run fitness venues probably you know they'd be happy to be allowed to reopen again but have they encountered any challenges you know do they need to go through any kind of courses to reopen or what are some of the things that they may be finding difficult as they as they reopen for phase two
2: I think in the beginning, maybe the first one or two days following the announcement of phase two, you know, before Sport Singapore issued more detailed guidelines about things like physical distancing and, and class restrictions or whatever, I think some of the gyms were unsure about the specifics of things like class size to venue capacity ratios. Mm-hmm. So that probably made it a little bit difficult to plan their reopening, you know, until those guidelines were issued because they they would have had to to, to be clear about, you know, what's allowed and what isn't before announcing to their to their members. So that probably, you know, may have delayed their, their reopening a little bit. And, you know, True Group, which operates True Fitness and TFX gyms here, um, they said that 10, nine out of the 10 gyms were at full capacity of 50 members on the first day of reopening. Wow. So one of the challenge, challenges from that, you know, they, they mentioned is that they have more members than can be allowed in. Mm. So, you know, not everyone can be accommodated and obviously that's not ideal. And with things like having to limit class sizes, you know, for for most of the gyms and studios here, that would probably be a concern as well because it will affect revenue if you can't take in so many people. And as I mentioned earlier, not all of them are open yet because some of them need a bit more time to organise the operations and processes and safety protocols and really ensure that everything is cleaned and disinfected, which I think is 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 great because you know, health and safety is ultimately most important.
0: Yeah, and it's explaining to those members as well about the capacity limits and hoping that they're understanding, which I'm sure they are, because it's all for health and safety. We've reached the halfway point yeah, of the podcast. If you like the Straits Times Game of Two Halves, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 5.15pm every Monday. Or you can subscribe to hashtag Game of Two Halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to the second half of our conversation with our Straits Times podcasters. Now, Ali I'm looking forward to talking to you about this. And the English Premier League returned last week with 12 games played over four days, and I'm sure plenty of Singaporeans kept late nights with many of the games taking place in the wee hours on local time. What was your take on the EPL's project restart? A resounding success or a lot left to be desired?
1: I think overall, it, it has you know gone gone very much to plan. A resounding success, maybe not not yet. Uh, but the fact that focus so far has been on the results and, and the action on the pitch, and, and not some uh, sort of medical calamity, has been obviously positive. So in the in the German Bundesliga, which kicked off uh, a few weeks earlier, a lot of the game started tentatively. Uh, in it, in he has the feel of a you know a preseason tune-up match where you know teams don't go a hundred miles an hour from the start. Uh, in fact, 18 out of 22 first goals scored in the, in in the first few games came after the 45 minute mark. So that's a sizable number. But yeah, as I said, to mention the, the the quality of play is one thing. It will likely improve in a couple of weeks. But you know, the overarching thing is you know they they have to make sure the EPL has to make sure that the issues of the field with testing they cannot be complacent with that because you know that's what the entire project restart uh, hinges on.
0: So, what was the biggest difference in this new version of the EPL for you, Ali?
1: Oh, yeah, easily the, the, the absence of fans. The I atmosphere. I think fan support in the EPL. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere, yeah. not Maybe not just the fans, but, but the atmosphere. I, I think the fan support in the EPL, maybe more so than, than other leagues, you know, is romanticised, particularly in Singapore, because of maybe the way it has been packaged uh, to us over the last three decades. You know, you turn the TV on, you know, maybe you don't hear the commentator first, but you can hear the terrorist chants, you know, the, the fans uh, singing mm. songs. and So that's basically the backdrop of an EPL game. So to not hear that was, was really strange. But then again, we were given a preview of, of you know, closed-door games in other leagues and, and even at home in, in Singapore. So, you know, it's cliche to say this, but it really is part of the new normal.
0: Mrs Ali, give us a recap. Who were the biggest winners and losers in the first few games of the league's resumption?
1: Like I said on the podcast last week, I think when we were looking ahead at at, at yeah. the EPL, what's uh, interesting are, are the races for you know that top four place that that comes with a, a Champions League spot and and you know who's going to survive the drop in that, that top four race I think uh, Wolves and Chelsea uh, you know did well they got tough wins away from home so they got off on the right foot and, and they can build on you um, know good results. Um at the other end of the table, Newcastle and Southampton, you know both won big. They 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 both uh, picked up 3-0 wins which you know effectively secured the survival in the in the EPL next next season. So I'm sure they'll be pleased. Uh, but biggest losers find a way have to be Arsenal. They had two games to set the tone for the rest of the season. You know they they they're trying to creep into a you know top six or even top four place. And they picked up zero points from the two games you know and not only that they didn't perform well either to compound things they lost their first choice goalkeeper to a serious knee injury the second game and it looks like he could be out for a couple of months so yeah it, it not be a good time to be an Arsenal fan right now
0: well taking another look into your crystal ball Sazali maybe you can tell us what are you looking out for this week and perhaps beyond this week for the EPL
1: there's non-stop football every single day of the week this week and uh, there are a couple of potentially exciting fixtures as well. But there's a, the clash between uh, Chelsea and Manchester City and uh, a London derby between Spurs and West Ham. And then at the weekend, potentially the game in which Liverpool... You know, clinch the, the the EPL title is when they visit uh, Manchester City on Saturday morning Singapore time. That's one to look out for, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if Liverpool can pick up their form by then. Actually, because you know they look sluggish uh, in their goalless draw against Everton in, in the Merseyside derby, and and even their manager uh, Jurgen Klopp said he was disappointed by his side's attack. Uh, they have a couple of injured players and, you know, players struggling for full fitness. But I'm sure he he would want to finish the season with a bank.
0: Well, we'll wrap up by returning back to Singapore. And Singapore Premier League teams were allowed to return to training in Phase 2. And you swung by a Tampani's rover session. What was that like? And could we see a resumption of, of the SPL soon?
1: Oh, it was it was real. Uh, it's one thing to watch uh, professional football on television mm. in in you know sanitized conditions with all the new protocols, and it's another to actually experience it. when you walk into the stadium, you know. But but kudos to Tampines for having such a quick turnaround. They held that session uh, on Saturday, just less than twenty four hours. To you know, the authorities announced the guidelines and, and it went very smoothly. The moment I, I arrived at our Tempanis Hub Stadium, you know, there was a Tempanis uh, staff conducting temperature screening and requiring me to sign in under the safe entry check-in. Mm. And I was greeted by the coaches with fist bumps instead of handshakes as we usually do. You know, we had our conversations uh, standing a safe distance apart from each other. Between drills, they they had you know, assistant coaches that sanitize the balls, you know, with, with uh, disinfectants and and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was very strange, uh, very surreal, as I said. But, you know, I think overall, also very necessary.
0: Well, lots to catch up on. And thanks for that update, because there goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week. We hope you've all enjoyed listening to us. And thank you, Sazali and Nicole. Always a pleasure. Always nice to be Hi, on Rachel. Rachel.